0: often wear many hats in life, mother, daughter, wife, ex-wife, caregiver, mom, taxi, chief cook, and bottle washer. In most cases, we're doing all this while holding down a full-time job or even running our own companies. It's often high pressure and most always involves stress. Welcome to Sprinting to Success, a podcast dedicated to women in high-stress professions where we'll discuss how to manage the stress at work and at home so you can feel happier, healthier, and more successful. And now, here's your host, Esme Lawrence. Welcome. You're
1: listening to Sprinting to Success podcast. My name is Esme Lawrence, and on today's episode, I have the pleasure of learning from the multi-talented Rob House. Here are 3 things that Rob will inspire you to do. Number 1, find your purpose. Your gifts your talents, resources, and your passion. Number two, stop, pause, and see who you really are. Number three, start the morning by making your bed. Yes, I said making your bed. Here's a question for you. What is the name of the process that saved Rob's marriage, made him a better father, community leader, and businessman? If you're new to my show, welcome. My mission is to help you see that you're not alone in having challenges in your life, but how you manage those challenges will make a difference in your life. I interview powerful people who have challenges, yet they found ways to overcome. My goal is to use my podcast to give you tips to manage the struggles in your life. Please remember this. You are more powerful than you think. But first, I encourage you to go to iTunes and subscribe and review my show. Now, I am super excited to introduce you to Rob House. Here is Rob's bio. Rob is an empowerment artist with a passion for helping people unleash their highest potential. His mission is to create billions of healthy, wealthy human beings by empowering people with the knowledge and tools to live healthier and more prosperous lives. Welcome to sprinting to success podcast, Rob. I am so excited to talk with you today.
2: As we thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk with you today.
1: Oh, you're so, you're multi-talented. So let's just get into it. How do you define purpose? You know, purpose, that's very interesting. I wrote a book called the purpose search. It's called
2: purpose search. So let's see what the definition is. I've never been asked this actual question. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's a defini- the definition of a person's life. We have definitions for words. Open up the dictionary, open up Webster, open up the urban, All right? You find a word, you have, you have the description. So your purpose is your description. Now, how a person gets to that is another path, but it is a definition of one's life, purpose.
1: Okay. So that's it. So then um, now, because your book, it talks about purpose. So how does someone find their purpose, their gifts, their talents? How does that happen?
2: Well, number the first thing that happens is solitude, slowing things down just a little bit. A lot of people are looking for their purpose. Everyone is looking for their purpose. Most people aren't finding it. And 80% of folks are walking around and they go to, actually go to the grave before they find it. Um, and they, they want it. It's not like they don't want it, they want it. But the reason why they can't find it, because there's so much stuff happening, you know as I me, mean? you know, first of all, we have 70,000 thoughts a day. Okay, that's minimal. Now, if you're thinking more than that, which is very possible, it's 90,000, 100,000. These are thoughts. And most of them are subconscious. And so you have all these things happening. So how can you focus? How can you find your purpose? The first thing you want to do is stop. And when you stop, and we'll call it meditation, we'll we'll, we'll call it focus, we'll call it prayer, we'll we'll call it whatever you want that stops you, that allows you to take those 70,000 thoughts and remove them. That's what meditation does. And then that gives you an opportunity through introspection to see who you really are. And this begins to move the, the needle in understanding how to activate and get and find your purpose and find your gifts. So your gifts are the things that you're born with. You know, everyone has a gift. Everyone, we have multiple gifts. We, we have, everyone has at least one, right? And that's like the thing, it just comes natural to you. If you ask people around you, this they'll, they'll say, yeah, that's, that's our singing, dancing, writing, whatever it may be. Right. That's your gifts. You know, write those things down. And now your talents, similar to gifts, but these are skills that you have acquired due to the amount of time that you have invested, you know, research and developed talents. Now you want to write those talents that you have down as well. So you're going to columnize these things. So you got a column for gifts, you have a column for talents and not just the talents you have, the talents that you want, because everything is learnable. Everything is outable. So you write those things down. Now you have a list of your gifts, you have a list of your talents. Now the next list is your resources. And the resources are, and this is a big one, it's everything and anything that's around you that can support you. Anything from universities to the internet, Siri, your mother, the school, anything. And when you do a brain dump, you start to realize, wow, there are resources right behind you that you didn't even know, but you didn't think about it. Again, we're doing the stop-pause meditation process first. I call it a power pause. Five seconds in, five seconds out. That's how you just stop everything for a second. Yeah. Breathe in, breathe out. And this gives you just, just that second, extra second of clarity. And once you get the clarity, you'll want more. And then you'll want more. And this is, this is how it grows. So you got your gifts in one column, talents in the other column, resources in the other column. And the fourth column is your passion. And that is what keeps you up late or gets you up early. What would you do for free if no one paid you? And you would love it.
1: You know, I was talking to a lady today and um, so she was a little depressed and um, I said, so what's your passion? She goes, I don't know. I don't have a passion. I said, everybody has a passion. She goes, I don't have one. Hmm. What would you say to that lady?
2: Well, you know what? She's probably looking at the definition. And from that perspective, she doesn't have, she doesn't have a passion because she's not on fire about anything. But she does have an enjoyment. And so I would, I would reframe the question. i will say, well, what do you like? Because everyone likes something. If you're a human, you got likes. You got likes and dislikes, and we're born with them. The problem is we spend so much time in our dislikes, we move further away from our likes, and we feel like we don't have any because we're all in dislikes. So what you do is deliberately, intentionally ask the question, what do you like? Okay, the moment someone thinks about that, it sparks something inside of them. Chemicals get released in the brain that allows you to feel a certain way, and you want that feeling again. It begins to now... Uh, Develop something in that direction. So, for example, like what do you like? Well, I I like makeup. You know? Okay. All right. And then, based off that, there's some more questions you can start asking, dialoguing about. And all right. Well, you know, you know, a shortcut, a shortcut to somebody really finding their purpose and value in life. Real shortcut. This is interesting. Um, It's if you find a thing. We're talking about that you love that makes you happy, inspires you. Up. Find that thing you love so much, and then with that thing you love, find a way to serve other people with it. Find a way to bring value to other people with it. Service a product, whatever it is, yeah. something you love, and serve people with that is ultimately a shortcut to it. So I would say to her, you know, what do you like? And let's let's just stay in let's stay in that realm for a minute and talk about that because you won't want to talk about the other stuff once you start talking about that.
1: Right. Oh, definitely. Because um, when you ask someone to talk about their passion, they could go on for days.
2: (laughs) Yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: (laughs) It's like when you're working in your passion, you could keep working and working and, and, you know, and you look up, it's like it's midnight. Right. Because you're so focused and you're, you know, like you're engulfed in in your passion. And that's what joy is, right? (laughs) To be working, doing something that you're passionate about. Man, that is,
2: wow, yes. Yes. Joy is that infinite fuel. It's infinite fuel. Right. You never run out.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So you talk about writing things down. Why is it important for one's success to write things down?
2: Well, number one, for retention purposes. You know, everything that you, think about how we've learned, period. We've learned from reading something, right? It had to be down for us to be able to absorb it. Obviously, we have video as well, but even that, had to be down somewhere first. And so it's important if you're looking to retain information and grow in your cognitive performance to write it down. It's also good because I mentioned earlier, we got 70,000 thoughts, people. You know, mm-hmm. how the heck are you going to have a thought that you're really focusing on? It's like, just imagine a highway full of 70,000 cars. And you're trying to get one one your little thoughts. You're going to try and get that one across the street, right? That's basically what you're trying to do. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Segment it. Have it written down and take a road, take a side road. Right. Right. Let that thought be by itself. And that's what writing things down allows you to do, allows you to put laser focus on what you're trying to accomplish, which then cuts everyone, cuts waste, raises revenue, does all kinds of things. I mean, when you start cutting back on waste and being more efficient from writing things down, you'll. You'll never go back the other way, right?
1: Because I know um I have my journal. When I write things down, I tend to stick to it more Mm -hmm. because um, you you write it down and you see it, and and it reminds you. It's like yes, yes. So do this today, and then of course I have my little check mark, right? You know when I when I've accomplished something, I put a little check, and it's like for me, it's like a pat on the back.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: With, With that check mark, so I love to write things down because it it really keeps me focused.
2: Oh my goodness. You you said it. That check too. I like that uh, scientifically proven. Those checks. So I, I I use a highlighter. You know, highlight through a yellow one. You know, but when we check it, we do feel good. We get chemicals again. You know, the oxytocin and, and all kind of stuff is happening inside the brain. Like yes, you you did it. Yeah. You accomplished something. You know. So here's another little hack to start your morning off in the trajectory going in the direction you want to go. Make your bed in the morning. Like let that be the first. I heard about this one day a few years ago, and I tried it. I was like, wow, it really, really works. So there's a science behind that, but here's the the practical. Here's why it works. When you wake up, when you make your bed, you feel something. You feel a sense of accomplishment, which then begins to create the domino effect of more accomplishing. And then when you come home and you have that nice bed, it's very, very relaxing as opposed to everything everywhere. And it may not seem like a significant difference, but even if it's only a 1% difference, 1% is huge because you know, well, I think 212 degrees creates steam and 211 degrees does not. You know, 1 degree makes a big difference.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> so when uh, you, when you make your bed it's um the first success. <laughs> yeah, first success. Check it off. <laughs> Check it off. <laughs> and then move on for more successes. That's it. Um so that's it. So what is a fulfillment formula?
2: Fulfillment formula is a process that saved my marriage, made me a better father, better businessman, better community leader, brought in my perspective, strengthened my confidence. It's a process and I was because I'm I am a social scientist, I really want to know how everything is working. Like I don't I don't just want anything to happen and not understand how it happened because if it happened and wasn't good and it was negative, and I want to make sure I don't repeat that process. But if it was beneficial, I want to know how. And then I want to refine that and I want to keep refining it because we, we know that it works. And so, you know, last year, two thousand eighteen, was a significant year for me—a breakthrough on so many levels. And it was because I came to the realization of how to use this formula consistently, meaning every day, because that's the only way that it works. Right. And When I say fulfillment formula, it's a formula that will, regardless of whatever industry or period of life that you're in, whatever you're trying to accomplish, whether it's in sports, in business, or like in your relationships, as I was saying, to be the best you can possibly be in that particular domain, we'll say, these three ingredients will get you there, guaranteed 100%. And it's self-reflection. Is ingredient number one ingredient number two is course correction and ingredient number three is humility and these three must go together humility being the driver and self reflection is just doing introspection daily Right. self reflection is checking and seeing how you're really showing up how is your wife really perceiving you like i know how you, i think i'm being perceived because that's my perspective but if i really care about the relationship which is two of us right, right. i should care about what she says so by doing that it allows you to really take in the data and then course correction will say, okay, self-reflection tells me, well, I'm really not I haven't been speaking her love language at all, at all. Uh, I really thought I was, but it hasn't been happening. <laughs> so yeah. course correction would say, okay, she really enjoys flowers in a card for some reason. It's, it's so significant to her. Those, those two items mean zero to me. But to her, it means everything. So that means I need to start doing it. Having and actually scheduling a date night means the world to her. So course correction would say that I would take all these things into consideration and I would start to do them. Humility allows me to see that through humble eyes. And by doing that, now what happened is now this woman that I love so much, she started doing things for me that I didn't expect. Right. So now both of us were growing and loving each other in this empathetic, amazing way. And so this fulfillment formula simply is checking yourself, mm-hmm. introspection, and looking at the relationships that you're currently in, looking at the websites that you're visiting, taking a look at the thoughts that you're keeping, like really looking at it. That's what meditative practices will set you up for as well. Mm-hmm. Course correction says, then you start making the adjustments necessary. Like we don't just want to self-reflect and keep looking. You want to self-reflect and then make the adjustments. This is what And course correct is a daily moment-by-moment thing. I mean, when a rocket leaves the earth, it's off course 98% of the time before it gets to the moon. How the heck would it get there? Consistent course correction. So it's fine. We're the same way. And if we're aware of this and intentional with this course correction, my goodness, we optimize our performance in every area. So you got self-reflection, course correction, and humility. That fulfillment formula is available on an app near you, and the app is your mindset. Right. Because go ahead and download it. Download
1: that right. <laughs> right. I know you have to um, reflect on your practice. Reflect on, what like you say what you think, mm-hmm. what you do. Because if you don't reflect, I mean, how are you going to know if you're doing the right way? How do you know if you're on the right path? Right. If you don't reflect?
2: My goodness. How do you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know. You have to know where you know where you're going. Right? So yeah, <laughs> reflect. You know, and it's like, it's like,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody get. it's like everyone getting in the car. And we're 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 starting off in Maryland. and We're headed to California. And we just get in the car and just start driving. Like just start driving. we Don't look at any any signs. We're just driving. And where exactly are we going right now?
1: Nobody knows.
2: <laughs> Nobody knows. Can someone look at the map? Can anyone look? Okay. <laughs> Are we on
1: the right path? <laughs> the right road? <laughs> so, uh, so, what is the quickest way to holistic health?
2: Part of it, they're probably a combination of that fulfillment formula. But so, when we talk about holistic, we're talking about the mind, body, and spirit, the three main channels. Everything in the world, in your life that will ever be, comes down one of those three roads that's your mind, body, or the spirit. If someone doesn't like the word spirit, we can say soul. The thing that you can't see, but you know is there, that, right. right? Mind, body, and spirit. And so those three entities being healthy is imperative, all three. And holistic health is those three being healthy a good mindset, you have a good psychology, a good perspective on life, a good, you know, you feel good about you, you're, you're secure, your body, you're healthy, you're eating good foods. You don't have to eat leaves off trees, you don't have to be a vegetarian, you don't have to go over the top, but you need to know what you're putting in your body. You need to be mindful of the amount of water you're drinking. You have to drink water. Listen, we're 70% water. You got to drink it. It's part, it's essential. It's really interesting how the earth is 70% water and we're 70% water. It's like really, really interesting and how we need the earth. The earth needs us because through the trees and plants, the oxygen comes and through us, the carbon dioxide goes back to them and it's like a circulation of life. When you begin to really understand how this works and then flow with it, you just live on another level. So let me go back. No, no, I was went down a rabbit trail. So holistic mm-hmm. health, mind, body, and spirit being healthy in those areas. So you get your mind, you stay healthy in your mind by putting good things in your mind, surrounding yourself with good people, right. and getting good feedback. You know, personal development. Um, you stay healthy in your body by. You know, be monitoring what what you're eating, eating your vegetables and fruits and getting the vitamins in. And you don't have to run miles every day, but you you need to move, Mm -hmm. especially if you sit down. Move at least 30 minutes a day, at least 30 minutes a day. Just go walk somewhere. And then to be spiritually healthy. This is interesting because spirituality, from my perspective, is some three levels. And you have religion, which is, you know, the individuals, I call it an institutionalized way of understanding your spirituality. They teach you tools and things, very important, very essential, corporate worship, you know, you have religion. And underneath of that, you have faith. Now, this means that you don't necessarily have a religion, but you believe in a higher power. You know, faith is the evidence of things hoped for, but not seeing you believe that. Yeah. But let's say, before that, every human, even a person who believes in nothing, and an atheist, everyone, there's, there's gratitude. And I believe, that like, gratitude connects humanity, but gratitude is, before faith, before religion, gratitude is, it's really what allows you to grow, be prosperous. Be all you can be. You can't be that without gratitude. Yes, because gratitude opens you up to be able to receive. See, a lot of a lot of us, because of our desires and our expectations, our hands are closed. We're closed because, well, we didn't get what we expected. I heard somebody say, "Trade your expectations for appreciation." It was Tony Robbins. So, trade your expectations for appreciations, and you will see the world transform. That's yeah. gratitude. You know, being open. So that's being holistically healthy, having those three things rolled
1: Right. And of course, you have to have, as you said, it's, a, it's having a balance mm-hmm. in your life. Yep. You know, because um, if you don't have balance and one thing might be on track, but the other thing might be off. Yeah. Spirituality might be off, you know, or, um, you know, or you're, you're not, um, you're not as fit as you want to be. Right. But it's like, it's just making the commitment to say, I'm going to have balance in my life. So I'm going to wake up and I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym.
2: <laughs>
1: yep. yep. That's it. That's it. And feel good. I feel and you good. feel good. Like this morning, yeah. I didn't want to go to the gym, but I got up. <laughs> and I went to the gym, and it felt so good after my yeah. workout. I actually pat myself on the back. <laughs> said, yeah. Yes, that's good. That's yes, me. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, me. That's good. Yeah, because it makes me feel good. Because when I'm off balance, I can feel it in my stomach. I can just feel it. Mm. And uh, and when I do what I'm supposed to do, I feel great. <laughs> so, that's good advice <laughs> yeah. so Rob you said winners can't lose what do you mean by that
2: so the winners can't lose came from our youth empowerment program can't fit can't fit is we started it 10 years now um and it was like a biggest loser for young people but it's not just about losing weight it's about those three areas we talked about so we're preparing them early and that's what the whole program is about and our slogan is winners can't lose and so what does that mean well very simple. Exactly what the words are saying. Winners can't lose. <laughs> when you're a winner, you can't lose. It's not about the scoreboard. It's not about what's in front of you. It's what's inside of you. And that, that just came out. I should roll We need to write that down. Because that's what it is. I heard somebody say, it's not about the size of the dog in a fight. The size of the fight in a dog. I was like, you know? And that's, that's really what it is. You know? And so if you really believe you're a winner, which you are, because you are you, and there's never been anyone like you, and there will never ever be anyone like you. That's, that's right. interesting, right? i like, right. okay, so that right there yes. alone makes you special.
1: Right.
2: So you're a winner, you can't take that away. And so we build from that. And when they get that in their mindset that they're a winner, the performance changes in everything. Right. Academics, sports, home life, because you feel good about yourself. When you right. feel good about yourself, you know, energy is transmittable, negative or positive. It's transmittable, which means people are going to be affected by, you know, people that uh, when they come around, just like a, almost like a leech, because it's their energy. This is how they are.
1: Like they suck your energy, like yeah, a vampire, yeah. right? Oh my goodness! They suck your energy like, away because it's so <laughs> negative, and and when you yeah. when you leave, you just want to come home and sleep. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I feel so. I feel so bad for the people that I said okay. But I need to get better at detecting when they're coming, so I can make sure I, you know, you dodge it. <laughs> <laughs> or the experience is short-lived, and so you got, you know, we got to be careful, careful yeah. those folks. But at the same time, the positive energy is transmittable. So I get around people like you. Like I know if we spend time together, I'd be a better person, you know, because that's just what this kind of energy produces.
1: Exactly, because we That's the same, same mindset. And we all, you know, we both want to go get better as individuals, Mm -hmm. you know, and as a community. So yes, definitely. We help each other grow. That's it. That's it. So tell us about some of the challenges in your life and how you overcame those challenges.
2: So how about, you know, in 2008 or so, uh, I was diagnosed with degenerative bone disease and the doctor prescribed me medication. It was tramadol, which is an opiate, flexorol, which is a muscle relaxer, and melosanthin, which was an anti-inflammatory. And I was taking these things that I've taken for almost 10 years. I took them because the doctor said that's what I was supposed to take. Right. Well, last year, I had, well, people who aren't spiritual, they may think this is crazy. So for the spiritual people, God was talking to me. And people who don't believe in spirituality, I was talking to myself. Okay. <laughs> this conversation was: What are you doing? You're killing yourself. Like, what are you like? What are you talking about? You're taking medication, and you don't even understand what it's going to do to you ten years, twenty years from now, or if you will even last that long. Right. You're taking medication that they're even saying we don't know. Would you like to be around for your children? Would you like to walk your daughter down the aisle? I'm like, whoa, 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 and I'm like, okay. All right, so what's the answer? Or, well, then, then the response was, Well, have you tried any holistic solutions? Mr. Holistic Man, like, got real funny. It's like a conversation you're having. So it's almost like, Okay, what do you mean? Like, so what are the natural solutions to what you're taking? The medications that you're taking, are there any natural alternatives? like, Wow. Then I got online, Google, boom. Okay, but inflammation, we got turmeric, bam. So, okay, we got turmeric. We got a bunch of different things to help inflammation because we can get rid of that one, you know. Then there's some other things, and there's some other things. Before I knew it, I didn't even need this. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I could, I could stop taking the stuff that was killing me slowly and start actually taking stuff that could build me quickly. I mean, that was a no-brainer. I wouldn't have gotten it without that vision, though, that experience. And so that was a big change 2018. And what happened was, after 10 years, I broke free of that. The doctors were like, are you serious? you just stopping by surprise. But when I broke free, also some clarity kicked in. And that's when that fulfillment came to a revelation. I've always had it inside. I've always been the person I am, but a bunch of different things were around me, restricting me to become fully who I am. Something's like flowers trying to grow through weeds. I don't need to do that. Just get rid of the weeds. Get rid of the weeds.
1: Right. So So then now, are you cured or what's going on? So when
2: we talk about what I was diagnosed with, which is degenerative bone disease, which means that the fluid within, between your joints um, dissipates quickly uh, to really accelerate understanding. Just think about arthritis everywhere, right? That's basically what it is. Fast arthritis. Right. Double, double, triple, quadruple, the pleasure. Right? Um, And so it literally, you know, destroys the functionality of a person. Well, through my desire and will my belief and faith you know i have outlasted what they said was supposed to happen right all right and so now i'm taking my supplements my turmeric my vitamins and i am feeling amazing
1: wow well that's good that you found something that's natural and uh, it's going to help you um so what are some of the other challenges because i know you had some few challenges more challenges in your life so can you tell us more about that let see you know Here's a
2: challenge. Talk about something that's really, really relevant. Now, how do you control your stinking thinking? That's a challenge.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> depression. Um, and again, 2018, I broke away from that as well. But depression—it's really interesting how that works. I've been a life coach and motivational speaker, you know, for a very long time. You know, so positivity was never a challenge. But in 2017, it hit tremendously hard. It became another medication. It was another medication. So that was the fourth one.
1: Right.
2: That was like the fourth one I was building. I was like, what the heck is happening? It really just accelerated everything that was going wrong, you know, because my thinking was stinking. And that, you know, impacted my, the relationship with, with my son and I mean, everything. So but again, the same solution. So that was the challenge. But the same from that same experience is birthed the solutions for that as well.
1: Right. So it also goes to show that um, in life, there are challenges. There's always challenges. So when one challenge, um, you know, you overcome one, here comes another one. You're know. You know, it's, uh, you're know. yeah. And you know, until you, the day you die, you will, um, there will always be challenges in your life, no matter who mm-hmm. you are, no matter where you're from, there's going to be challenges. And I'm really glad that one challenge comes into your life and you, uh, you find a solution. Something else comes in your life. You find a solution. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what makes you more successful. That gives you power yeah. to know that um, whatever comes into your life, you can handle it.
2: Yep. Yep. That's right, real good.
1: Oh, yeah. So, so how do you decrease stress in your life?
2: You know, I have this process and this routine, you know, called the, the power pause. And it, it works and it, it just 10 seconds. It's five seconds in through your nose and five seconds out. You can go through your mouth or through your nose. The, you know, either, either one works but it's the point of the five seconds in five seconds out and what that does is it actually resets your nervous system and oxygenates your cells and your mind your body and it gives you clarity for a second and if you now if you actually do a couple of those in a row right, you got yourself five minutes of that and what I've learned is that that is the single most important thing to your neurological productivity like that's it because if you don't, to, see, meditation and those breaks, and meditation is like exercise for the brain, same right. way muscles are, uh, weights are for your muscle. And when you take those breaks, you allow your brain to then regenerate itself and build. And now you can get stronger. When you don't take those breaks, what you do, it, it's just like a person going to the gym and curling over and over and, over and over and over and over and never stop. Right. And so that, to me, has been the single most powerful practice, we'll call it meditation.
1: So then that just helps, it calms your mind?
2: Yeah, it calms your mind. And it doesn't have to be, like you don't have to go to the top of the Himalaya mountains. Like people think meditation, I have to get incense to get the mat out. You don't have to do all that. Meditation is in your car, stop for a second and breathe.
1: Yeah.
2: That's what meditation is. And singularity of focus, another key word we got throw in there. Singularity meaning you're just focusing on one thing, And you want to practice that. You can just practice that anywhere. Mm -hmm. And by practicing just focusing on one thing, it then begins to build the habit of focusing on one thing. We are a distracted society, community, world. We practice distractions why we're so good at it. So -hmm. we got to practice focus and we'll get good at that. And that it will shift you light years ahead of where you would have been.
1: Right. We are very good at multitasking.
2: Oh, yeah. My only <laughs> task is focused suicide. We're very, I
1: know, we're very good at it and not so good at, you know, and at focusing on one thing and get that thing done and then move on to the next. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's our microwave society.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's it. That's so, it. So, um, so, Rob, what words of wisdom would you give your 93 year old self?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, boy, you don't know what you don't know all right people know people know what you don't know since you don't know what you don't know get around folks who know more than you know you know that's what i would say to him (laughs) and that has been the biggest thing for me getting around being around people who know what i don't know you know being able to get around thought leaders and and being able to contribute to that this is the collective consciousness that literally changes the world you know how we not change the world but we move the, the world in the direction that we wanted to go Right. Like right now is our era. This is our time as me. You know, this yeah. is the greatest time in the history of humanity. We have the mindfulness era, which this this is what it is. The mindfulness era and the information age. You know, the era in which mindfulness is like in now. It's become commercial, it's all over the magazines, it's been on the cover of Time magazine three times in the last year. Yeah. It's a big deal. And what that means is people are starting to wake up. But it's it's also the information age. You know, we had the Dark age, the stone age, the industrial age, agricultural age. This is the information age, the age of information, where at the touch of a button, we can get communication between Africa, USA, Asia, and France, and we can get some things done globally. Right. So, this is the era where we come together and utilize technology to literally transform the world. Martin Luther King did it with no cell phones, no multimedia, just heartstring and collective consciousness.
1: Now we have the internet. Right. <laughs> exactly so, so, so what do you want your legacy to be
2: it's so interesting I've been practicing this since the beginning of the year and I repeat my vision goals I have six of them um, and my legacy goal is very, very interesting personal goal, spiritual goal my relationship goal, my financial goal and my physical goal those five goals then create the legacy goal and that's the vision I have for my legacy and that's to help develop billions of healthy, wealthy people. Right. And I say healthy, wealthy, you know, that's why I have a word, a, a term called fit rich. It'll be in, a, in one of these dictionaries soon because I believe healthy is the new wealthy. And to be fit rich is to be rich in you know, those three areas we talked about, mind, body, and spirit. Right. And the vision and what is happening and it's happening at an accelerated rate because of these technologies, these billions of healthy, wealthy people are, are being developed because it doesn't take much to become healthy in these areas you just become, all you have to do is become awake. The moment you're awake, then you'll become assertive and start doing taking the necessary actions to become healthy in these areas. So I want to be a part of that. I am a part of this. To be remembered for something, it's so interesting. It wasn't until yesterday that I wanted to be remembered. It's so interesting, it was yesterday. Wow. I didn't want to be remembered. I didn't want to be, you know, arrogant and feel cocky and like, oh yeah, this is Rob Howes, look at my name. And, you know, I, I didn't want to be about that. I just wanted to be about the works. You know, I wanted to be about what we're doing and people to be inspired by it. But what I what I realized is that having a name is significant because people attach, when they think of your name, they think of your legacy. Yes. And names come up before, names come up before corporations. Right. Martin Luther King, Steve Jobs, Oprah. I mean, these are names you're never going to forget. Right. My legacy is my name. When you think of it, you think of hope, you think of love, you think of all the things that humanity needs to thrive and be. Bit
1: rich. Oh Rob, that's a beautiful legacy. Beautiful. So this is the last question. You were very successful, but what are you still struggling with now?
2: And it's so and you are not these questions. <laughs>
1: yeah. I
2: researched like, man, I researched you Rob <laughs> I had to pause on one of them like, wait a minute, let me get the right answer. I had to go through, I had to go through a couple of mental file cabinets to get that one. Like wait a minute. You know, so it's so interesting that the thing my superpower is confidence but my kryptonite is confidence wow yeah it's very it wasn't always this way but that's why i was probably somewhat cocky you know then i turned it down i didn't know how to use it so understanding how to be confident without feeling like you have to be bashful or you know it's, you know what I mean? It's like, it's really a weird place. Like people will look at you like, oh, he's super confident. Yeah, but I'm confident, but on the inside, I'm like, okay, really insecure. Like, yeah. Okay, not all the time, but the fact that it happens, I recognize, that. Like, okay, why is that happening? Maybe it's just a part of human nature. You know, maybe I shouldn't be tripping about it, but since I'm always trying to refine, I'm thinking about it, you know?
1: So your strength is also your weakness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yes. And I, I believe that it's um it's really good to be confident. You must you have to be confident. Yeah. But I think um, you know, confident is good when you're helping others. I think what when confidence goes bad is when you're putting people down. And I think that's a difference.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, so then if you can be confident and then you can um help other people to rise up to your confidence and your level, it's a win win. Yeah. Right. So that's I it. think, yeah, it's it's a going for the win win and helping others, helping others, you know, rise and increase their confidence. That's it. Then I think that's I think that's good. That's right? it. But um but yeah, but it's always the case, you know. Sometimes what you're good at is also what you're weak at. <laughs> oh, my
2: goodness. Amazing life we live in here.
1: <laughs> oh it is. Um Rob, where's the best place, social media place that we can contact you?
2: Best place, the LinkedIn community is is amazing. If you're not on it, you need to get on it. LinkedIn has done something new in the last couple of years. Okay. And it is the networking platform of the universe. Right. That's what we met at. That's, That's yeah, met. I met you on um, LinkedIn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, but but I also, I ha- got to say this, because I was so amazed by it. I am also the number one Rob Howes on Google. Yes. Nice. It's, yeah. Congrats. <laughs> it's me. <and> I, <laughs> it was a big title here. And so if you go on Google, it's me and it's my brother Rob Howes in Atlanta. He's
1: second. Oh, nice. I love that. Well, congrats. So Rob, thank you so much for spending time with um, us today and um, bless you. And thank you so much, my brother. And we thank
2: you so much. You have an amazing week.
1: Oh, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye. That was an awesome conversation with Rob. Rob had challenges in his life. He dealt with the genitive bone disease and depression. But found ways to overcome. Rob's life is an example for all of us. Here are four key takeaways from my conversation with Rob. Number one self reflection, decide how you want to show up in the world. Number two, course correction, make the adjustments in your life to optimize your performance and become your best self. Number three, humility, be humble because you're not better than anyone else. Number four, use the power pause to decrease stress in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you to create the life you want. Here is a quote by an unknown author. Unless you learn to face your own shadows, you will continue to see them in others, because the world outside you is only a reflection of the world inside you. That is a powerful quote. I encourage you to change your inside so you can be happy with what is reflected back at you. I would also like for you to go to edmielawrence.com and learn more about Rob. Also, if you are inspired by Rob, go to LinkedIn and connect with him. Thank you and have an amazing day.
0: For listening to Sprinting to Success with your host Esme Lawrence. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. For more information about Esme and to hear other episodes of the show, go to Esmelawrence.com. That's E S M I E L A W R E N C E.com. The information in this podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional or medical treatment or advice. Always seek advice from your health care provider.